Good evening and welcome to this special edition of Treaty Talk. We're going to be previewing this Sunday's All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final team, Cork and Limerick. I'm delighted to be joined, as usual, by Matt O'Callaghan and we have a special guest, guest in Kieran Carey tonight. Uh, we'll be going through the game, looking in detail, make sure if you're watching home, do get your comments in. Who do you think is going to win? Where will the game be won and lost? And just get any of your questions in and we'll stay in tune. Impression the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it, no more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Kilkenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Shorty Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? There's no sympathy in this game for anybody. I suppose I'll come to you first, Matt, as a resident on Treaty Talk. All-Ireland final week, it doesn't get much better, does it? No, and it's it's something we, we'll never get tired of, Jack, because um, we were long enough now on All-Ireland final week bystanders. So, um, look, it's, it's, it's a very, very happy place to be third All-Ireland final in four years. And... Um, you know, now I I will say, if I'm honest, that that I really the the excitement hasn't taken off to the same extent as 2018 yet, anyway. Um, but I suppose maybe the some of the restrictions being in place might account account for that. But look, it's 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 something that 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 Limerick supporters maybe are get, get, taking it a bit for granted now at this stage. Dare I be a bit arrogant about it? But um. Look, we, we'll, we'll take it every year, Jack. Yeah, we'll definitely take it every year. Kieran, you all set? Have you ticket and everything sorted? Jack, just about got my ticket. And, you know, my phone is hopping all week. And my reply, my text and WhatsApp, it's straight simple. They're like hen's teeth. So when, when they hear that one, they tend to stop. Yeah, so the, come here, there was a serious demand there. And I, I suppose they're doing their best that they can. And unfortunately, you know, I suppose we, we'd all love Crow Park to be packed. You know, especially in All-Ireland Final, it's unique, it's special. Everyone that Limerick play in in the last number of years, it has its own qualities. And this particular one is no different, you know. And as, as Matt pointed out, you know, unfortunately, the restrictions that are still in place uh, probably is probably, you know, slow to kick off. But I see there's a bit of momentum now this week. Uh, from yesterday onwards, no matter where I'm driving, you know, you see Punton, you see the flags, you see Teddy Bear. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's all talk. So, you know, it's nice to be caught up in the middle of, in the, middle of the build-up. Yeah, and I know it is a bit quieter this year. And look, it's obviously an awful pity that people aren't getting tickets. And for the 40,000 lucky enough to get there, it's still 40,000 more than we had last December at the end of the year. It is. And you know what? I'd say that's probably, you know, that's probably why people would be slightly disappointed. You the Premiership Soccer that just started last Saturday over across the pond. And whether the game was on Old Trafford or Stanford Bridge, or, or uh, Anfield, you know, the capacity of each stadium obviously is slightly different over there, but they were full to capacity. And I suppose anyone that's sitting down and saying, you know, you know, they're getting on with it in England, how come we're not doing it here? So there's a little bit of that going on as well. 
And, you know, but fortunately, unfortunately, that's the times we're living in, Jack. And I suppose, you know, I'd imagine anybody that isn't going will be at home rather watching it or probably on in their local pub. So they're going to have a small bit of crack and a bit of support on it. Yeah, and just talking on support there, Matt, I'll come to you with this one. It's Yeah, but it just, just can I take up Kieran's point there? Um, it's, it's a very, very valid point because I noticed it particularly last Sunday and Monday unrest among the people and asking serious questions as to why if they can have 75,000 in Old Trafford, like why do we have to restrict to 40,000 in Croke Park? And um, like um, it, it, it certainly fueled um, something within, within people. Um, but up to that, I thought, and practically, I suppose in the last two days, and I suppose you'd agree with me, um, uh, Kiran, that there, there, there's a certain resignation among an awful lot of people at this stage that, that tickets just simply are not available. Yeah, and, you know, the allocation, the alloc yeah, without a doubt, you know, it, it's a given. And under normal circumstances, Matt, as you know, it's kind of difficult enough, but usually late in the week, a lot of tickets come back to the club. Unfortunately, this isn't the case this time. And oh, those allocations, okay, Cork get a certain amount, Limerick get a certain amount, right? And, and obviously, the corporate sector and the sponsor also will get a nice kind of slice of allocation of tickets. So, you know, and I suppose a lot of them are going there also. So, as you rightly pointed out, I think a lot of people have resigned to the fact, okay, unfortunately, we'll send home, we'll watch the box, or we'll watch our local. Yeah, yeah but the, the, the level of tickets, Jack, that, that, that has been given to, to Limerick um, is massive in comparison with the level of tickets to the clubs in Cork. Like, the clubs in Cork are getting fewer than, in some cases, 30 tickets. Whilst we have clubs here getting 90 and we have some of the bigger clubs getting 140 and all that sort of thing. But um, I know clubs in Cork that are getting less than 30 tickets because like, they have the same allocation as Limerick. But, you know, it's mathematics. They have, they have a much greater number of clubs. What have they? 200 and something clubs, 260 something, you know? So yeah, yeah. That, that, and that makes that makes sense to to Matt. Like when you have that many clubs, it's going to be rare that one club is going to get a hundred ninety. So I suppose, uh, as the man says, mathematically, they have to be seen to be as fair as they can near enough to every club, ir irrespective of the status of the club. Absolutely, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I don't, I don't envy who who is involved in the tickets. Look, whoever gets there gets there, and we'll have forty thousand anyhow. But I suppose on the game, Kieran, before we get into the final itself, we didn't speak to. Since that semi-final, but it was probably a far more, probably the most complete performance over the course of seventy minutes from Limerick against Waterford. What did you make of it? Yeah, yeah, very steady, very solid. I, I, I suppose I was looking at it from a tactical point of view that you know Waterford, you know, had played Limerick on a good number of occasions in the last number of years, at uh, last year's final, the Munster final, and the year before that. So you know they're well equipped with Limerick and have Limerick well fine comb tactically how to set up. And I was, I was kind of blown away that Waterford actually did the exact same thing. I was looking at the game, and my, my jaw was open, actually, because, okay, Declan Hannon was a sweeper. And, you know, if you're going to allow that, the opposition, you're going to be in trouble straight away. But not only was he sweeper, but Barry Nash was alongside him for lots of the game. So, I don't know, Waterford, in my opinion, are possibly better than that. But whatever system they appear to be playing, it just, you know, when they come up and face Limerick for some reason, it just blown out out of the out, out off the face of the earth. Yeah, but from a Limerick point of view, very solid, very safe. Tom Morrissey, Flanagan probably has his best year. Tom Morrissey, very solid. But I, the big one for me really on that day was, I suppose, the first time Willem O'Donnell and Dara Donovan 
kind of owned in midfield. They dictated the game from start to finish as an 8-9. So, you know, it's great to see that and give them that bit of confidence coming into the big one. So, you know, there was a lot of ask. That one was a huge one for me. Yeah, we'll definitely get onto that midfield battle in a while. But just coming to you, Matt, then, obviously, 24 hours after the Limerick game, we saw Cork giving their best performance of the year, and they probably beat Kilkenny twice. We only touched on it last week. What was your overall feeling after the Cork game and the aftermath when we knew we weren't attending? Yeah, well, well, first of all, just to take up there on Waterford, I, I, I thought they, I thought Waterford got an awful lot of things wrong. The main thing that I think that they got wrong was to come out all guns blazing, uh, and it being their fourth game in as many weeks. Um, like obviously, um, you know, they spent so much gas in the first quarter like this, you know, that there was very, very little to go around for the other three quarters of the game, and that's the way it panned out. And if 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 you want a team to punish you in those circumstances, it's Limerick, and it, it was a Limerick team that was competent on the day, was efficient on the day, and I suppose. Um, carried on basically um, to a certain degree, but maybe not to the same level as they showed in the second half of the Munster final against Tipperary. But I, I, I certainly was impressed um, in in the second semi final. But when I was preparing the preview for the second semi final, um, it, it, it an awful lot of doubts about Kilkenny hit me. And um, I, 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 I will tell you why. And um, like, and this is no, this is no disrespect to anybody. They, sh they shared the league, and as we know, the league practically ran into the championship this year. So, you know, um, victories over Antrim, Dublin, Leash would be would be would be regarded in Kilkenny terms as routine. Um, and they, they beat Wexford. They got a real test. Um, the, their biggest test in the league was against um, Clare when they had to travel to Ennis and I, they, they failed that one. Um, Wexford took them to extra time in, in the Leinster Championship and they beat a, Dublin, a depleted Dublin side in, 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 in the Leinster final. So I, I, I was doubtful about the credentials of Kilkenny. The, the, the only thing I, ha I said to myself, um, you know, right, Cork have a very, very bad um, record in recent semi-finals, they had only won one, and that was in 2013 against Dublin. And Cody was the old hand at winning semi-finals, as 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 we rightly know from 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 2019. But the way Cork um, responded, having succumbed a, a, a six-point lead, which they, they they seemed to be home and hosed, and um, to come out in um, extra time in the manner in which they put the game to bed, it contrasted very sharply, Jack, with the manner in which they came out um, in in the um, extra time against Limerick in 2018, when an injured Seamus Hannity had to come back onto, on, onto the pitch. Like, what, what we saw was Cork manifesting a certain, um, a certain depth, uh, you know, a certain strength in depth, and a certain, um, and, and we've spoken about it for, about Limerick for long enough. Uh, a certain strength on the bench from Cork, like we had, you know, of course Shane Kingston, like had had an incredible um, introduction, and Alan Cadigan, like these guys got ten points between them from play, like so, you know. Um, I, I was impressed. I was impressed, um, particularly with the way Cork saw out the game. Yeah, and Kieran, how much will Cork, as a kind of a young side, uh, many of them being their first All Ireland, how much will they take 
from probably throwing away the game, coming back into it and winning in kind of under difficult circumstances. Yeah, and Matt's points, they're all very valid. And actually, I stayed up Croke Park actually to watch that game. And I, I watched it very closely and I was seriously impressed because I saw him, the last time I saw him was at the first day against Limerick. And, you know, I could see compared to the first day against Limerick, you know, a, a lot of a lot of areas where they struggled and a lot of areas where tactically they got it wrong. And I just give I'll just make one point. Uh, Patrick Collins against Limerick the first day put Cork his own team under severe pressure with the puck outs. Now every second puck out, you know, and he was hurt and punished for every one of them. He didn't do it once against Kilkenny. So obviously that was confronted. He was set down and obviously told from the line going forward, if we're going to go shot, this is the way we're going to go about it. So I suppose the first thing I'm saying, they're extremely a lot more organised from the first day we played them. And if you go back to the first time that we played them, you know, we underperformed that day. You know, we whipped we up four subs that same day, if my memory serves me right, Aaron Galan, uh, Gerard Hegarty, uh, Flanagan and Tom Morrissey. You know, that has never happened before, but, you know, that will show you the bit of pressure we were under that day. And, you know, in fairness to Cork, my memory serves me right, Jack O'Connor had a powerful first 20 minutes and then Brian Finn babysat him for the rest of the hour. Dara Fitzgibbon heard well all right that day for Cork in the Super game. Other than that, Cork were poor. Limerick on the day, as we know, also poor. But we got two goals and got that got us across the line. And I suppose the point I'm making is it's a different Cork team from that time to now watch them last week. You know, and I have to say I was blown away by their performance. Uh, by the match itself as a neutral. It was a great game. Outstanding game for neutral to be sitting down watching it. And uh, you know, we have to be we have to be on the full of our head for this one. Because yeah, they have they have forwards, and you know it's going to be very interesting because Cork will be looking for space. They'll be looking for gas. They're looking for space, grass for the Jack O'Connors, for the Patrick Horrigans, for Kingston, for Harmony. We'll be doing the exact same for Flanagan, Aaron, and Casey. So it's going to be very interesting how this is going to pan out Sunday. And uh, you know, I suppose it isn't going to be as comfortable as it was in the last two ones. You know, this one is a different animal. It's a different team. And, and I suppose the uniqueness of it, Limerick's road, you know, to get here was Cork, Tip, Waterford, Cork again, all Munster teams. So that in itself is unique if you kind of cross the line and win, a, win an All-Ireland. So, as I said, it's unique for lots of reasons. But, uh, you know, as, as, as All-Ireland finals go, I suppose I was, a lot, I was a lot more confident in 18. I was extremely confident last year, and I suppose I'm slightly warier this time because we're playing a different animal with a lot of good players. Yeah, and Matt, coming to you, um, what differences do you see between the Cork team that lost Limerick in the Munster semi-final and the team that beat Kilkenny in, in the semi-final? I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I agree with with, with, with what Kieran's analysis of it there was, and um, I, I, I certainly would be. Um, I, I, I wouldn't share um, the, the, the the same level of confidence that I had um, going into the previous semi, uh, the previous All Islands, as as this one. Um, I, I, I think this is going to be a right close one, and what has happened in in the league and what has happened in the Munster semi final would count for absolutely nothing on Sunday. It'll be, it'll be totally different. Like just 
just to give you a small bit of a background to it, you know, um, the, the, you know, when I was reflecting on it today, like that, that um, this what what we're what we're seeing in in these days and these weeks is 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 the reawakening of a hurling joint, you know, um, like you take it, it speaks for itself when it, when 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 it's a fact that Cork are going for the first senior title in 16 years. On Saturday night, they're going for a first minor title in 20 years. Like they haven't won the league since 1998. Now they have won back-to-back under on the, on the 20s in the last six weeks. But prior to that, they hadn't won the competition since 1998. And we are talking about one of the top along with Kilkenny, we were, we we're actually talking, you, you're talking about hurling aristocracy here, you know, and and um, the, 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 there is a revival in Cork, and I, I think that that's going to feed into the whole thing, um, you know, and confidence is very, very, very high. No, um, obviously, um, John Kiley and um, Paul Kinnert will will have their homework done in Cork, and and um, will 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 certainly um, you know make life difficult for them. But I agree totally with Kieran. This this is a this is a most totally totally different animal to what we saw in other years, not and indeed to what we saw in Torlas that evening. I twenty points and we still won by eight points. But uh, there's a narrative going around here. There's a narrative going around, and I've been listening to it going around the, the county, and I've been seeing it on social media. And to me, it's a very, very dangerous one. You know, that Limerick are home and hosed. Like, this is the 63rd time that Cork and Limerick have met in the championship. Cork have won There have been four draws. So, right, the way the tradition is against you as well. Now, like I asked the question of John Kiley at the press evening, and he, he dismissed it, and probably rightly so, because this team has gone where other teams, you know, where other Limerick teams even didn't dare to tread, you know. So, um, but I do care on this is anything, anything but a done deal. Yeah, it definitely isn't anything but a done deal. And I, I think your stat there, you kind of broke for a minute, but it was over 40 wins for Cork out of the 63. Just. For anyone watching, make sure to get your questions in. I have one here for you, Kieran, from Raphael. He says, where did you get the T-shirt? For anyone wondering out there. Raphael, I, I, come here now. I, I'm flattered. I'm absolutely flattered that he's extremely concerned about Kieran's T-shirt here now in the, in the show. So, actually, you can tell Raphael, I think I might have bought that about 10 years ago on holidays, and I still have it. <laughs> <laughs> I, think it's as, I think it's as iconic already uh, as Matt had. <laughs> Just a, a few more... Uh, Katrina Hanley says, just throws out the Limerick flags. I asked who they thought they'd win. John Paul Curran says Limerick by, by six points. PJ Carroll, Limerick Abu, Thomas on YouTube says Cork won't be easy. And they definitely won't be easy. And you, and you talk about confidence there uh, on Lee side, Matt. But Kieran, for Limerick, for, for this group of Limerick players, and Donald O'Grady described them as a special bunch, a third Ireland in four years, going, going for a third Ireland in four years, a third final in four years, like, what separates them from Limerick teams we've seen in the past? Because you've seen how hard it is to actually win one, not to mind go for three and four. Yeah, and, and I, my, my answer to that is fairly simple, right? You know, you've different generations and you have different teams in different eras. 
and you know the hurling and the training and the science is totally different. So to be fair, I don't think it's like to be it's it's not like to like to compare them. But this particular bunch now, if you want my honest opinion, probably should be going for a train row if you want to call a spade a spade. You know, sure. and you know they are a special team, and even Cork are good, and even everything to myself matter in agreement to with Cork and their pace and up front and a lot more organised compared to what they were. You know, we are still a serious outfit, you know, and, you know, this bunch, you know, are in another final. And I know for myself, and it's even when you're winning championships with your club, you know, that taste is always a taste of more. And the squad is still in its prime. And, you know, if anything, they're experienced this year, especially against Tipperary, to come back from that and to go through and win the match in the in the fashion they did, that in itself is going to galvanise the squad straight away. So even if Cork bring their best, I still think we've that much power and that much experience to kind of rely on the last number of years that will get us across the line. But it could be like, and if you look at the year in itself, myself personally, I thought it was an outstanding year championship. And I know the whole thing was kind of done kind of shot, which was a super, there was a few super games. This final possibly has the potential to be a classic if it kind of goes into cards as the plan. But even saying all that, I still think that we're still plenty good enough to cross the line in a minute. Yeah, we're definitely plenty good enough. And I suppose I want to put it to you, Matt, about just the idea of pressure. Um, Cork, obviously, there is pressure on Lee side. 16 years is, is, a, is a big famine for Cork. But in the same token, there's been so much made of this Limerick side that if they were to lose and you only win two out of four with that squad, like there is a pressure on Limerick, even though they are champions. Yeah, the, the, well, of course, going into any final, that there, there, there's there's pressure, Jack. And I suppose in the circumstances, you know, um, from that point of view, talking about back-to-back titles and all that sort of thing, you know, you're 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 on, you're on the threshold in Limerick terms of mortality, you know, so that um, um, that 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 certainly brings its pressure. But that 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 that's that equally that there is pressure in Cork. Um, let's let's not forget that because like they won the under twenty last night, were they to win the minor on 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 um, Saturday night, and there's an awful lot of talk going around of um, uh, Cork this week about the Grand Slam and all this um, and what have you, you know, and um, that in itself would bring a certain amount of pressure come 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 the weekend. But uh, there's going to be there there is pressure in them, Rick. But we have seen in the past. Um, the, the way we have responded to him. And Kiran is right. Um, I, I think one of the great traits of this team in the immediate aftermath of winning the All-Ireland final last year, all right, um, they had proved the point that they weren't just a one-year wonder. Um, for most of them, it was two All-Irelands, um, a couple of leagues and all that sort of thing. But they didn't seem one iota or one bit satisfied. They just wanted more. And they want to keep pushing out the. They want to keep pushing out the barrier all the time. And I, I, I think that is one of their great characters, and it's one of their great strengths. Yeah, and there's plenty of strengths there. And I suppose I have a, I have a comment in here, lads. I just throw it to you. um, Kieran. You're mentioning it. Would you start your best team if you were the manager of Cork? And I suppose that's just to do with the point of what to do with Shane Kingston. Obviously, started from the bench against Kilkenny and came on and scored seven points. Do you need finishers or do you start with your best team and give you the best chance for the 70 minutes? Okay, I, I'll probably I'll probably answer that now, but I'll answer slightly as, as if I'm from Kerry. I'll answer it backwards. My phone is ringing out the same time as we're talking, but forget about that. 
<laughs> now, Shane, Shane Kingston, to be fair, you know, I was absolutely delighted for him last week, right? And, and I suppose the last number of years, he has been showing a little glimpse of that. But unfortunately, if his performance dropped any little bit, you know, his dad is manager. So and I suppose his dad felt, you know, he had to whip him. And he and I suppose he might give me probably an extra 10 minutes to get into the game. So you had that dynamics going on. But what he did last week, you know, I, I have to say, you know, watching him, he, he, he was explosive. He's a big bull of a man serious pace and you know it's after a few tough old years by coming off and starting to be taken off so deep down I was actually thrilled for him but to answer your question would I start my best team in an All-Ireland final I think the answer to that is kind of self-evident of course you'd start your best team but it's a, it's a squad game you know Matt mentioned Alan Canning in the last day he came in looked very dangerous Cork squad is after getting very strong and, and I suppose Matt made a huge point there with the Cork underage structure, for the last two or three years, they've been nibbling away and nice and quietly. Because I watched their under-20s now three years ago, and she was down in Parky Ring. And I was fairly impressed with what I saw. I said, right, you know, whether they're winning All-Ireland or not this year, I could spot four people that would be plenty good enough for senior. You know, it isn't always about winning the 20s or always about winning the 19s. If you can get three or four and the conveyor belt is moving, that's good. So they will have that momentum, number one. And I suppose the other two points I make about Cork, the other big advantage to possibly have now also is the Donald O'Grady factor, right? He's involved with him. He's in the back room. And, you know, he was involved in Limerick. Totally different time, different scenes. So I don't think there's any major learning there. But for the last three to four years, he has been fine-cooming and I'd say scrutinising and taking the Limerick squad apart for hours, I'd imagine, because, you know, he's a bit of a guru in his own little way and he's a bit of a fanatic when it comes to the tactic side of it. Hence the reason why Cork are after getting so organised. They're goalie number one. And even if you look at them, look at their six defenders last, last week, you know, just keep possession, keep possession, unless there was something on, didn't go with it. So it's very similar in a way. But the big one for Cork, really, and I suppose a lot of neutrals and a lot of people wouldn't get this. You'd only get this as a player for playing them for so many years. Even when Cork are kind of underperforming or going through a bad spell, they still think in their own mind they're good enough to beat you. Now, if you can add the momentum and the confidence and get into an All-Ireland final, that will give you a level of their arrogance where it might be for the final. So they will be dangerous. But, you know, if we're, if we're in the full of our hills, I wouldn't mind it, but they will be dangerous. I know. Yeah, and coming to Matt on the, the Shane Kingston point, and I suppose Alan Cadigan and Robbie O'Flynn and Shane Barrett and a few more, their, their team isn't as settled as Limerick. What would you do with regards to starting team if you were in the Cork camp? <clears throat> well, Shane Barrett started, and I, I was someone that advocated that he he, he, he deserved a starting place. And um, I, I, I suppose it's fair to say that he didn't grab it with both hands, um, especially when we saw what came off the bench in terms of Shane Kingston and and um, Alan Cadigan. So, like, um, look... Kieran has made a very good point there, Jack, because um, Cork, uh, forwards were never Cork's problem. Even even in their darkest days, they, uh, they always had forwards. But they've had uncharacteristic um, defensive frailties for a number of years now. And they'd, and I, I think to see where um, Don O'Grady has put his stamp in, in, in and, and his fingerprints are all over um, their defensive strategy, their defensive structure, and 
probably their defensive um, personnel. <clears throat> when Damien Callahan cried off against Clare, it was a huge leap of faith, faith to put Robert Downey in at full back. And um, uh, the latest that I have seen about Robert Downey is he's, you know, he, he's he's been hotly tipped to be the all-star fullback, but we'll, we'll know that after Sunday. But um, but it will tell you how he has adapted now. Whether you know there might be an element of luck, because fullback has been a problem for Cork for for what over a decade. Defense has been a problem for Cork, but they, they seem to have that rectified. And like, um, but I I would never. Um, worry. Um, I would worry playing, but if I were a Cork man, I would rarely worry about their forwards because Cork always produce pretty serious forwards, and we can see again now, like that, that, that there is more of that in in that. You know, there'll be a lot of head scratching done before they will name their starting fifteen, and um, the, the 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 contributor there and uh, Kieran says start with your best team, and I would agree totally with with that. But I, I'd say um, from what transpired in the semi final, um, it will fuel thoughts into into King, Kieran Kingston and his selectors' heads into um, will we keep a bit in reserve for the home straight. Yeah, but I think for I think for Cork, obviously we've seen Robbie Flynn from the start in every game. But I think if Kingston was to come in, Robbie Flynn would come out, and if you had Robbie Flynn coming off the bench, it, it's not much of a difference. Another explosive player for Limerick. Do we know our fifteen? Like John Kelly will obviously name it on Friday evening. But will there be any changes to the Watford team? Do you think, especially Peter Casey's red card rescinded? Funny enough, no. I, I actually think the Limerick team that started against Cork. The first day, right? I think there probably only, will be only one change. It could be the same team, bar the full back. So Richie English started that, that Dan Murray didn't. So add Dan Murray to that, then it's the same team that Cork played. And obviously they might get a bit of confidence in that too. So we played them the first day, we nearly got the same team, bloody, bloody, blah. Yeah, but you mentioned Robbie, Robbie O'Flynn there. He's another serious player, actually, you know, I have to say. A serious athlete. Watched him last week up close and personal. So they have a lot of them. But to be fair now, right, to be fair, traditionally in the last number of years, this squad, when they came across Cork, they were able to deal with them. And I suppose the mantra we should be playing now, really, I suppose kind of spade a spade, is to still have trust in the process that these guys are still capable of going out. Even though Cork are slightly better big time, but still we need to be back our lads and trust them that they can go out, go out do a back-to-back and, uh, you know, pick up their third down in the middle. And you're talking about trust there. Um, we, we've mentioned Jack O'Connor and Patrick Horgan probably in depth, and they're probably the two most dangerous cock forwards this summer. Matt, will they be assigned man-marking roles, or will it be a case of who they go on to they pick up? There may be a man-marking situation in that. I I, I, I would imagine Jack, Jack O'Connor is absolutely here. He has been the sensation of the summer. Um, there, there's no question about it, and he, you know, he gave us little cameos of it last year when he was coming on, sort of in a bit part and all that sort of thing. But um, certainly, um, Horgan and and O'Connor, they, they, they will be the two that um, possibly, you know, that, that it, it'll be whoever, you know, whoever they're going on. They, will Dan Morrissey pick up uh, Patrick Horgan if Patrick Horgan's name full forward? Jack O'Connor be picked up by Sean Finn. Um, I I wouldn't have worries on any of those two scores. 
if 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 I'm honest, and um, I I honestly think that um, Kiran touched it at the very outset now about um, um, the 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 difficulty that that um, Patrick Collins was under, um, uh, particularly with the puck out in in the um, in the in the Munster semi final. I I think Limerick are capable of visiting the same problems for him now and and to press forward on the puck out. Don't allow the shot puck out where possible because uh, I, I saw it against Kilkenny and, and um, on a number of occasions they built and built momentum from the back and worked it up through the lines. But um, I I think that, that Cork should be made earn winning their puck outs and, and in all areas of the field. So I, I think it's very, very important um, that 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 um, that Patrick Collins's options are closed down, and that 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 Cork will have to win their puck outs. In in you know that there, there's going to be none of this short stuff and building from the back and running and all that sort of thing. I think that's something that Limerick have to counteract. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, just one sec, check just to follow yeah. on from that. Matt, and actually, I, I think it'll be possibly both to both sides. I'd say they'll probably might allow the first puck out on both sides, but then the squeeze will be put on. Now, and in fairness, you could talk about the Cork six forwards, which we are. And funny enough, as Matt was talking, you know, I'd have to say, watching our six defenders this year, the six of them together as a unit, I'd have to say it's probably as a unit, it is their most consistent and their best year. If you go through them all, one for one and man for man. Barry Nash, outstanding this year. Very unlucky to get an all-star last year. I didn't tip for an all-star. Okay, Probably made, a, probably made a small mistake not starting Dan Morrissey. That's fine. He's after sl slotting in there, steadying the ship. Top class. Okay, Brian Youngpin might be as dynamic as last year, who's still doing his job as a cornerback should do. And the three boys in front in speaks for themselves. They're commanding. So as a unit, the six of them, they're probably having their best year as a defence unit together. So, and when I mentioned trust in a while ago, I suppose trust the system that these six guys are capable of whoever comes in, that's your man. And I suppose if there's any, if there's going to be any man for man marking, and it's going to be coming from the Cork point of view, tactically, if Cork get it right, they'll want to nail that. But the big one for me really is as follows if Cork hasn't a player and designated a player on Keen Lynch to rattle him for the day, which it's going to be highly unlikely, but that's what they'll be trying to do. But Limerick will also prevent that. That's the big one. They'll be trying to do that. And you can be kind of picking out who they will do it. Will it be a hurler? Will it be a tall guy? Will it be sticky? My own personal opinion, dear, is having, it doesn't really matter who's good to put on him because, you know, he's having an outstanding year this year. But from the car point of view, they'll probably think if they can get that right and tactically, they're probably there with a chance. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll put it to Matt, Kieran, because you, you obviously know Keen inside out from past will and obviously as your nephew. But Matt... Like you, you have to stop Keen Lynch somehow. But how how do you stop him? Like, are you taking a player away from again trying to stop him because more than likely they won't be able to lay a glove on him? Well, well, Kieran listed a number of options that might be available to to stop him. And you know how I feel about Keen Lynch. Um, I, you know, I've said it often enough here in this podcast. I I honestly think that Keen Lynch is just unstoppable. Um, what you've got to do is um, you've got to try and limit his influence. 
like if you tr if you think that that um, that you're going to put him out of the game or uh, any of that sort of thing is it's not going to happen he, the, his movement and and how he can get around the place and and all that sort of thing like it it it, it, it poses an absolutely huge problem for for um, for cork and um, of course if somebody stumbles um someday on 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 um on a formula to, to, to control or contain Keane Lynch, certainly, um, you, you know, it, it'll put Limerick under an awful lot of pressure. But it has been tried for, for how many years now? Three or four years. Like, you know, this, this guy is phenomenal. I know he's your nephew, Kieran, But this guy is simply phenomenal. Like, the, the level of consistency that he has shown over the years, the level of influence, you know, and he's he's... He's at his best when you're in the trenches, which is a huge, you know, massive, massive thing to say about somebody. You know, he's he's at his best. Um, I honestly don't know what Cork will do. Um, it, it, it's key. It's key. Um, definitely, it, it it is key. Were they to contain contain him, we would be on the back foot. They would be a long way towards ending 16 years. But I can't see it happening. Yeah, I just I think Keen Lynch is. Just someone that'll stump everyone, and he's probably been John Kiley's key lieutenant ever since 2015, 21's All Ireland win. He was at centre forward there. He was obviously midfield for the first All Ireland win, back to centre forward. And like I think Keane is, you just gonna have to do your best on him and and try and limit his influence. And as you said, Matt, he he's seen most when we're in the trenches. When Limerick are going well, you don't see that much of Keane Lynch because he does all the easy things so well. But when the backs against the wall, Keane Lynch comes to the fore. Another player I think Cork would have to plan for is definitely Seamus Flanagan, who is having definitely his best year for Limerick, and I think is a shoe in for an All Star. Robert Downey mentioned earlier in the pod. Do you think he's capable of picking up Flanagan, Kieran? I, I, I be honest, Jack. You know, in the modern game and into county level, you know, you can take you can take Key Lynch as a fullback, or you can take the greatest fullback that ever played. In the modern game. No matter how good you are as a fullback, if just space giving turn into county forward, you're going to be hurt. I'm saying that in one hand, right? But I'm also saying then, right? And I, I'm kind of, and I, I could say this now a lot of, about a lot of defenders in the last number of years, okay? And you're watching games and you're watching matches. You're watching certain players and you can anticipate what to do before they hit the ball. All I can say is, I'm a def as, as a defender, when I was playing, I'd be where the ball is and I wouldn't be waiting for the strike and watch the power go. So it's going to be a huge battle. Seamus Flanagan is having an outstanding year. Now, your man, I have very good time for him. He kind of fell into that position, full back, through default. And uh, uh, if it comes any, any way 50-50, he will be probably a favourite to win it. But Limerick, all Limerick have to do really here is to utilise Seamus Flanagan, the way he's been utilised this year. And if that is the case, he is going to cause the fullback serious pressure. No different to Casey and Aaron Galan. If the ball is coming in 60 40 at all, they're going to create and they're going to cause harm to Cork. But the big one here is are Cork going to put the squeeze on their defence to prevent that? Yeah, I'll, I'll get on to the defence in a minute. Just there's a question here from PJ Carroll, Kieran. If you were Mark and Keane, just say you were centre back and he was centre forward, what would you do? 
Well, I'll be honest now, I have no notion, I know what I do myself personally, but I have no notion in educating anybody here tonight how I go about babysitting him. And I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> leave it at that there. And you talk about putting the squeeze on the Limerick backs, and in Kyle Hayes, Declan Hannon, and Jeremy Burns, it's, it's two ways. So you mentioned the puck outs earlier, and I kind of want to get your opinion on this, Matt, that Patrick Collins probably doesn't really have an option long with them three boys there. But on the, they're often the start of attacks. They're so accurate that Dara Burns diagonal ball and even Kyle is starting to do it now. So just from a defensive point of view for Limerick, can Patrick Collins look up and be comfortable to go along or is he forced to go short with the men that he's facing? That, that, that's, the, that's, that's the point and that, that I, I, I was making that you have, to, you have to close down his options. And and um, I, I, I think... Um, you know, if he goes long and certainly goes into the in, in, in into the Limerick half back line, delivers it into that Limerick half back line, um, he, you know, um, it's it's it, 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 you know, it's into it's playing into Limerick's hand. But Kieran touched it there as well. And if if we were to see a repeat of their performance in in the All Ireland semi final at midfield of Willem O'Donoghue and and Dara um, Dara O'Donovan. Who, who played as as you know out and out eight eights and nines um like um that that will you know that 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 isn't an option either so like i i honestly think that, that you know one 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 of the, one of one of the keys from a limerick point of view anyway is to ensure that the options to patrick collins from the puck out are are, are as limited as humanly possible and then on the, on the opposite foot matt the, the going forward ball from Kyle and Dermot that we were so accustomed to. Like, how do Cork put the squeeze on so deep into the Limerick half? Yeah, um, well, we, 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 we have seen, we have seen, um, we have, we've seen how they have, you know, that, 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 that they have, they're trying to replicate it. They're trying to replicate it in, in, in particular with, with, with Tim O'Mahony, like who is, who's a huge man, like, um, similar, similar to Kyle Hayes. And we saw the way he got up the field and got the goal against, um, against, um, against, um, Dublin, wasn't it? He yep. got the goal and, um, uh, like he, he, his instinct is to go forward, and and um, uh, you know that that that's that, you know I think that, that is probably their best bet, you know, to to fight fire with fire. Yeah, and Kieran, that middle third battle, um, like from a Cork perspective, like that the, the Limerick obviously half forward line and half back line are so important. Like, is it is it wise to squeeze up on them or to drop deep? From whose point of view now? For for Cork, we'll say because they know how important this the Limerick's half forward, half back line is. It is it is it good oh, yeah. for pressure? And, and I, I suppose Jack, pre pressure is the word. And I suppose if if you're going to apply pressure, you have to you have to do it in a, in a disciplined fashion. So discipline is going to be huge here, and work the work rate out of each set of forwards is going to be massive. Depending, it depends how they're setting up, Jack. Really, and 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 I suppose Cork inevitably. Are actually trying to do what Limerick are doing for the last three to four years. Believe it or not, if they're studying it properly and sitting back, that's what they're trying to achieve. And they're putting a few giants as well across their half back and in certain areas, you know. And like, and if, if you look, if you look at the water game, Willem O'Donnell was on Jamie Barron, right? And you're talking about David and Goliath here, and that was left like that for the hour, and Willem O'Donnell was winning the battle. So 
bottom line here, this could take a life of its own. But definitely Cork's halfback. And well, the one fella that doesn't come up a whole pile, and he's a serious pair of hands, and he's a serious hurler, and he's got poetry in motion. And actually, he's getting better. Was poor the first there. Is Matt Coleman centre back? You know, he can pin a ball left or right. He'll do it on the run, and he'll do it at his ease. He'll give the exact same ball as Damon Bourne gives when he stops, when he gives a scud missile. This guy will do it just tipping and tapping, and he'll spot it. He's a very good brain. So it'll be interesting there. I'd imagine, anyway, that Mark Coleman won't be taking Keen Lynch on. They'll have someone def- designated to do it, and Mark Coleman will be staying in the pocket, and he'll, he'll be their go-to player, similar to Declan Hannon. You know, to fairness, Declan Hannon, he's been on more ball this year than he has been the last four. He's, he's outstanding this year. So tactically, he'll come down to Jack, and I suppose if you're trying to implement your tactics, you have to have serious concentration levels, number one, and number two, you have to be very, very consistent in doing it. All it takes is one for the tactics to drop. A small little drop in your work level or your work rate, you know, tactics has gone down to 50 Yeah, and we, I suppose we spoke, spoke about the forwards and, and the backs, but at the very start, we mentioned Dara Donovan and William O'Donoghue, and they'll probably be taking on Luke Mead, and it'll probably be between Conor Cahalan and, and Dara Fitz, they'll drop in and out of there. If Limerick can get a hold of the, the, whatever two cork they face, like they did Jamie Barron and whoever was in midfield for Waterford the last day. Could that be the win and losing of the game again this week, Matt? It could. It'll, it'll be a very, very important factor. And that, that, that that's the point I was making there a while ago, about, uh, particularly about the puck out, that, that, that the half-forward line, if, you know, if he was to go along or if, if it were to be dropping around midfield, um, if, if um, Darrow Donovan and Willem O'Donoghue were in the same form that they were against Waterford, um, they'd, they'd, they'd have very, very little purchase to get there. Um, you see, Cork have a doubt about John Millerick. Now, mm. that that could upset things a bit because, and Kieran is, is, is right, um, uh, that Ma- Mark Coleman is unlikely to pick up Keane Lynch. I think John Millerick could be the man that would be a test with that job if if he's past fit. No, I, I, I understand he's in a race against time um, yeah. to, to, to be fit um, for the game. And, um, uh, you know, the speculation is then who will come in. It, it, it probably looks like that it's going to be on Cadigan, possibly who played against Limerick in the first round, as far as I recall. Uh, and um, unless that, um, that uh, you know, like you you must remember that, that, that Cork have two very decent defenders on the bench in, in Sean O'Leary, Hayes, and, and particularly fit again, Colm Spillane. You know, whether they try and rejig the forces in the absence of, of Jar Millerick, um, you know, but... I, I don't think it's clear cut. I couldn't see Sean O'Donoghue being moved out to accommodate them um, in, into the half back line to call, um, to accommodate Column um, Column Spillane. Um, Niall O'Leary has has a tendency to go forward. He's a corner back. He's got a couple of points in the championship so far. Um, uh, he won't he won't certainly have 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 the same latitude to go forward against the Limerick forwards as he had against. Um, against what he has met up to now, um, but uh, a lot, a lot will depend on the fitness or otherwise of John Millerick um, as, as to whether he, whether he will make it or not. Um, I, I cannot see Mark Coleman um, uh, taking up Keen Lynch because, um, for, you know, to to completely, um, not completely, but it, it would seriously impact on the influence. 
that 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 um that Mark Coleman tends to exert on the games where were he to be taken up by Keane Lynch and you know um how successful would he be is another question so you know it, it, it could be a double whammy were he to take him up you know yeah and I suppose we, we spent the bones a uh, 45 minutes now talking about the the varying battles and things but Kieran if, if you had to call it where will the game be won and lost and who will be climbing the steps of the, of the Hogan stand well, uh, Declan Hannon will be climbing the steps. That's number one. And obviously, you know, and you can be talking tactics till the cows come home, right? And it's vital because it's huge. It's huge in the final. It's huge with Limerick. And unless you can come up with a strategy that can derail them and your own strategy to implement on the day, you're wasting your time. So you'll have all that at play, which is fine. But you still have to get the fundamentals right for the hour and 15 and 20 minutes, right? And, you know, this is a huge week for any player, uh, psychologically, uh, getting himself up for it and, uh, you know, keeping the cool, keeping it nice and calm and waiting for the off. And I suppose where it's going to be won, really, in my opinion, is going to be, I suppose, the quality of ball, whichever side has probably the upper edge giving it into their forwards possibly is the team that's going to come out on top. And to be fair, as I said earlier on, you know, and we complimented our six defenders. But to be fair, you could say the same about six, about five of our forwards. So that'll tell you how well we are going. Like Galan is flying. Flanagan, best season. Casey, extremely sharp. Morrissey speaks for himself. Keelan, center forward. Okay, Gerard is coming. Finish very strong. So he's a big game player. So he'll come as well. So, as a team and as a unit, and you know, the later the championship was going on, actually more of an influence. Thank God, which is great to see our subs head on the game. So our bench is getting stronger as the years going on as well compared to what it was in the league. And it's a matter, if, I, I suppose, Jack. It's a matter of Limerick, you know, doing what they continue to do. And obviously, as a defender, hearing that all the time is fine. But you have to be at the full of your health this Sunday of all days, knowing the forwards can't have, you know, they just can't give, they can't give me the smell of it. And if they do, they get hurt. So I, I actually think our defenders, if our defenders come out on top, the game is ours. And Matt, I put the same question to you. Who will be climbing the steps of, of the Hogan stand and where will the game be won? Well, I, 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 like Iran, would be expecting that that um, Declan Hannan will be claiming the steps of the of, of the Hogan stand for the third time. Um, I, I, I think it's it's this um, this desire that's in this Limerick team. Um, you, you know, they they've bought into a system and they 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 have bought into what John Kiley calls the process. And um, they're not prepared to deviate from them, uh, from it. And it, it's their hunger for more, more and more success. Plus the fact that over the last three or four years, they, 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 they have built up. Um, it, it, it's, it's their third final in four years. And with that brings a certain level of experience, the type of thing that you can buy. Cork will have two players, I expect, in the starting lineup who have experienced All-Ireland final day before, Patrick Hogan and Seamus Hannity back in 2013. Every one of the Limerick players will have been there. Experience is very, very vital. And I, I'm, I'm going for Limerick, but I, I'm, I'm going for Limerick to win, but not to run away with it. 
or um you know i i i think this game could be in the melting pot right up to um too long for us to work <laughs> um you know make it make it a difficult afternoon for us in croke park but um i i i think limerick will just about shade it yeah i think as it's getting closer it kind of seems like it's it is going to be a closer game but i'll give a vote to limerick it's three votes here from us um we 51 minutes on the clock. I think we'll leave it there, lads. Um, again, many players for joining us. Jack, can I just make one point? You can, of course. And, yeah, and, and to be fair, since they're on their journey, since 2018 to now, to now uh, I, would, I would have overlapped a few on various occasions. And to be fair to him, you know, and there is pressure on him, okay, and they are winning all Ireland medals, and they are out there, and they're big stars. But, you know, how they've carried themselves in the last number of years, right, has been absolutely exemplary. Every one of them to the men, you know, they know what it means to kind of be responsible on the field. That's a given. And they also, you know, know what it's like to be responsible off the field and how to carry yourself. And that's extremely special in a whole squad. And they have done that flawlessly for the last number of years, I have to say, you know, and I've met a few of them and I didn't kind of sense any airs of graces here or kind of pigeon chest gone out. You know, I'd have to say, like, they win in a humble fashion. You know, and they keep their feet in the ground. And I think it's important that that point is made because they're a super bunch. And, you know, when you have that character within a squad, it's a beautiful thing to say. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't possibly agree more. Abs absolutely. Um, you know, they're the same boys that set out on this great odyssey back in 2017, 2018. They haven't changed one iota. Success and the level of success and the barriers they have broken down, the, the, the legacy that they're, that they're leaving after them, they're, they're, they're not thinking about it. They're, they're actually the same players that, you know, the same individuals, um, you know, carry themselves excellently on the field. And as Kieran says, um, they carry themselves equally as well off the field. Like they're 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 a, they're a credit to themselves. They're a credit. They're a credit to all uh, to all group or to all county. And they're certainly a credit to the game of hurling and to their families and everybody connected with them. Um, you know, I, I think it's something well done, Kieran, for 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 finishing on that note because I I, I think it's something that has to be said because um. You know, and they're the same lads that started off four years ago, unchanged. It hasn't one bit gone to their heads. Yeah, Don Legretti in, in his pre-match, or yeah, said that they're they're a special bunch and they're a elite bunch. And look, they are. And please, God, they'll make it three in four years. But again, many thanks to you lads for joining me. Please, God, we'll be back next week to celebrate another All-Ireland title. But for in the meantime, we'll leave you with Kieran Carey's score again. I'm sure he's sick well, and tired of seeing it. But hopefully on Sunday, Kieran, we'll have we'll have new videos to show. So many thanks, lads, and we'll talk soon. Okay, Jack. Thanks, Jack. Okay, thanks. In the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spend out there from the war court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time?